hi, hello, welcome back to Waste and Good Taste. I am Christina and I am a former goo hoarder. Now, you might just think to yourself after reading the title and hearing me say that, what in the world is a goo hoarder? Now, if you know me, you know how I feel about Jenna Marbles and how I've been watching her videos since I was a kid. And probably three or four years ago now, she released a video called Things I Don't Understand About Girls, where she described how her boyfriend at the time had called her a goo hoarder or had called girls in general a goo hoarder, meaning we just have so many things that we really don't need to own. Like, how many girls do you know carry at least four chapsticks on them at any given time or your mom has at least 10 lipsticks in her purse that she never really wears but they're in there anyway we just are known for having a collection of goo hair products makeup skin products you name it it's in a tube it's in a bottle it's in a container it's goo it's stuff we really don't need all of these things now i was reading a article about what women on average were spending on beauty products and whatnot. The article was from 2015 and I believe it's in American dollars, but there's girls here spending $150, $200 plus a month on these products that some of them were saying they don't really use that often. This one here says, they spend about $300 a month on their appearance. This is just 2015. Like, do we need to be buying the latest, the greatest new product? Or perfectly fine that we can still use when I think back to before I kind of started thinking about my consumption and thinking about what I was spending my money on, how much money I was spending on it. I can't believe the amount of things I own that I have now started to try and use up all of them rather than just get rid of them. How many times in your life have you finished an actual chapstick before you lose it? Losing it's a whole nother thing. I understand that life happens. But to just have them laying around and you're like, oh, that one's super old. I don't even remember when I got it. You just get rid of it. The wasteful make by waste mentality that oh it wasn't that expensive it doesn't really matter i'll just get a new one i don't really like this color anymore or i thought this would go with this outfit and it doesn't it'll just sit there until i can use it cosmetics do have a shelf life they do have a use by type date it's on all of them. How many times do you actually follow that? Like mascaras, you're supposed to get a new one every three months. That stuff goes in your, in and around your eyes. What if you get an eye infection? As someone who had laser eye surgery and got kind of lectured on the things you put in and around your eyes after spending that much money on them, on my eyes, I, it kind of got in my brain that wow, some of this stuff is really old. Should I really still be putting that in a delicate area of my body? The other thing is we always end up with a collection of shampoo bottles because we finish the conditioner first and, oh, I don't really like that smell. They don't go well together. I don't want to use that. It's 
whatever, 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 or someone tells you, buy this new skincare product, it's gonna change your life, and then it never really does, and you're stuck with this half-used product that you spent probably a lot of money on, because people like to market to those people that can't control their lives. Like, you can't control your acne sometimes, but they want you to buy these expensive products because they're gonna be life-changing, and then they're not. And I've fallen down that path, too. I just kind of learned to accept my skin for what it was, I've done all of the expensive shit. I've done all of the cheap shit. I just don't want to spend my money on it anymore. I'd rather just embrace how my skin looks. And I know that's not for everyone. Some people do have medical reasons for needing all of the goo in the world, but most of us, in all honesty, don't. It's just kind of a draining on your bank account. And I'm going to kind of transfer goo hoarding into a general women that hoard stuff category and you know men can do this too i'm not discriminating people do this it's a people goo hoarding jenna marbles in that video actually kind of makes a good point she says not only do we buy and hoard all of these things we carry them around on our day-to-day life in our bags just adding weight to everything you're doing and you try and rummage around for that one you really like, because in all honesty, we all have that one favorite that we go back to, and the rest of them are just kind of, oh, just in case I need that. You don't need it. I'm just, you really don't. The other thing worth mentioning is this kind of transfers over to the hoarding of clothing, I guess, that we only ever wear once, and how many things in your closet have been for that friend's birthday party, that Halloween costume, that uh, whatever event it was, and it just hangs in your closet, taking up space for so much longer. There are amazing companies out there today. One actually did a presentation for one of my classes. It's a Canadian Toronto-based company called Boro, and it's essentially based on the idea that you already, when you go out, own a million things, but you want that other thing that's your friends and you just, oh, I'm going to bring everything, but I might end up wearing something of yours mentality that we like to share closets. You grew up with hand-me-downs. It's kind of the same concept that instead of buying something new, you just wear something that somebody else bought. It's a circular economy approach, which I think is absolutely amazing. And definitely next time I have an event, I'm going to look at what they're carrying at the time and probably just rent something for the weekend rather than going out and spending several hundreds of dollars on something that I'm only going to wear that one night. They have a really cute phrase that's own moments, not things. And I know that's not the same concept for cosmetics and quote unquote goos that those aren't very sanitary to be shared, but clothing, there's absolutely no reason why we can't share clothes, that we don't need to buy something new for every event. It's just something I've been thinking about a lot lately as I try and make that transition of using up what I have before buying something new. It kind of gives you an appreciation for the things you've spent money on and that you either bought in the moment or bought because of that marketing campaign that made it seem like it was this magical thing that was going to transform your life. There are a lot of YouTubers now, beauty gurus on YouTube, that have started unsubscribing from PR boxes. The one that kind of made an impact on me was a Canadian Vancouver-based beauty YouTuber, Samantha Ravendahl. I believe is how you say it. I'll leave her video linked in 
the info box of the podcast. She said that she was receiving so much PR on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that she was creating more waste in herself than anyone else that was living with her in that week and she had to pay for people to come pick it up because the packaging that these things come in like everyone wants that wow factor everyone wants to stand out against all of the pr that everyone's getting and then what do they do with that product if that influencer is not going to need it there's only so much that women's shelters need they don't want that splashy colorful new eyeshadow palette they kind of want neutrals daily basics because the women in those situations might not have those needs and at that at some point especially if it's near where you live they are getting all of your overflow and then and then what they just have so much more that they don't know what to do with and there's only so much you can give to family and friends like at what point do we make that switch of i just need to unsubscribe from all of them and get back in love with what i'm doing like i used to spend my own money on these things I'm talking like this was me. I've I've always paid for my own things. It would they always acknowledge their privilege that it, they're very lucky to be getting these things, but at the same time this person that is sending it to you might not be doing it out of niceness. They're doing it out of the out of the hopes that you're going to talk about it or show it on your platform. It's that social impact of I have influence or I have a following and if I put this up there, people are going to think a certain, like, think that I think a certain way about it and then want to buy it and spend their own hard-earned money on this product that you're vouching for and that you got for free. It's a good thing to know that there are people out there that are kind of thinking about the after effects of all of this packaging that goes into these products, all of the people that are going to be buying these that it might not be as great as everyone says it is but people are going to be mad at you whether or not you like the product or not there's this expectation from society that we should be consuming everything and buying all of the things and the designers and product launches and building up hype for this goes live at midnight this deal ends here Like, where do we stop? Where do we stop and say, I think I'd actually rather not buy that thing. I think I'm just going to use what I have because I can make it work just the same. I used to think when I was watching someone on YouTube do their makeup that I had to have those products that they were using in order to create that look. And when I tried to use something else, obviously it never turned out quite the same. But I learned to be okay with that, I guess, that if I put my own spin on it or if I just use what I have. I've had the same eyeshadow palettes since I was in high school. The point being that everyone's gonna have a different life, everyone makes a different amount of money, and whether you support drugstore or whether you shop high-end, at the end of the day it's it's still makeup and I know there's difference in formulations, in quality, whatever that may be to you but it's something to think about that do you need another shade of red lipstick when you have one that might do just as well again different story if you're someone like a makeup artist and you have a kit and these are things you need for work i'm talking about kind of the day-to-day average person that spends money on 
makeup or clothing or shoes rather than buying food. I've talked to professors who have told stories about students that have said like, oh, I haven't eaten in whatever amount of days because I really needed these boots. Do you need it or do you just want it? Needs and wants are two totally different things. And if you take a step back and kind of look at your privilege to even be able to work to get the money to buy those boots, someone might be working day in, day out and not make enough money to even buy their food, let alone those boots. There's a social paradigm that needs to have a shift to needs versus wants and actually distinguishing what those are. Everyone always comes back to the Maslow hierarchy of needs, and I never thought I would actually be applying that to real life when I first started hearing it in school, but you need food, water, shelter. You want that house to be massive and beautiful. At the end of the day, a roof over your head is a roof over your head. And not even to mention, when I first started thinking about the things that were going onto my body, I wanted things to be more natural. I had a lot of food intolerances and a whole lot of other issues, and I saw a naturopath, and he said the level of iron in my body was super high. There was a lot of metallics, but it turns out there's so much metal in beauty products that really just don't need to be there. I started thinking, well, I kind of want what I put onto my body to be more natural. I don't want to be putting this gross chemical mess onto my skin. The skin's the largest organ in the body. Why am I not taking care of that? But as consumers, we don't get educated about what's in those and like what those ingredients on the label mean. And for you to have to go dig it out is a whole nother question. And from wanting to be more natural, I started thinking more about minimalism and why do we have so many things in our lives? Why are we so attached to inanimate objects? And I watched the minimalist documentary where they kind of explain, we're not telling you to go and throw out all of your things. If you love books, and you could never think about parting with your library of books that mean something to you, then don't. You just need to evaluate the things in your life that you don't want or that you don't know why you own, that you haven't touched or used in months and don't really plan to. And from minimalism, I learned more about zero waste. And through Lauren Singer's blog, whose trash is for tossers, I started learning more and more and more about it, and there's so many communities of people that support each other in this, and that it looks different for everyone. I'm someone that still loves makeup and fashion and beauty, so I'm not going to go and have a capsule wardrobe. I don't really see that for myself, but it makes me think to shop more ethically and sustainably thrift shopping, renting clothing. There are other options rather than just getting rid of everything. You have to make it manageable for yourself. But it starts with knowing what you're consuming, what you're putting on your body. Did you know that your cleaning products don't actually have to disclose what their ingredients are? You clean things, you put like 
spoons in your mouth and you clean your floors and you walk bare feet across it, they don't actually have to tell you what's in those products. And we all know marketing can tell you that something is something that it's not. I mean, I know this lifestyle isn't for everyone and I know not everyone wants to think about these things, but these are issues that have to change and there's research behind it that just the facts are so obvious I don't know why we're still doing these things and obviously I can't talk badly about anyone I'm not perfect I haven't switched over everything yet everything takes time and you've already bought these products dumping them out is probably just as bad as using them I guess my point is As consumers, we should really be more educated and thinking about what we're doing. Like I said before, like your dollar is your vote. And if you're just throwing money around, then you are just letting people continue on being the way that they are. And I know this lifestyle is not very accessible to everyone yet. Depending on where you live, you might not be able to find alternatives that are pre-made and you might not have the time to make your own things, which I completely understand. I can get very busy at times as well. But I think that if we all just tried to use what you have and then think before you make the next purchase, I mean, odds are if you don't buy it right away when it first comes out, it'll be restocked. And if you still really want it at that point, you should get it. I believe, like, my mom used to say it when we were younger, is if you really still want it in a month or two months, then absolutely you should get it. But if it's a passing moment, we need to stop treating retail as therapy. There are better ways to relieve your stress than to go out and just spend money, which will probably end up stressing you out later because you don't have enough money in your bank account to pay for the things you actually might need or you might not have as much as you would have thought. Like, don't buy something if you wouldn't buy it or wouldn't have enough money to buy it twice. I love that this started with me talking about being a goo hoarder. We live in this super complex world where everyone tells us different messages. And as someone that learns about marketing and retail and fashion especially, I start to question why I got into this industry in the first place because if it's all lights and editing and curated messaging, where's the honesty? And there are so many super cool brands out there that are upfront about what they're doing and who they are and actually educating consumers on the products they're purchasing. Like that's so cool to me that someone would take the time to build the infrastructure of a business to tell people, this is what we do, this is how we do it, and you make the decision. Again, it all comes back to being a more educated consumer, knowing what you're spending your money on, and feeling empowered in that decision that you're doing the right thing. The main takeaway I want people to think about is, what do I own? Why do I own it? Is there a better way that I could be doing things? Or could I be saving more money? Essentially, I'm all about saving the money and owning experiences, not things. Thank you, Borrow, for that beautiful motto that I can use now. But thank you for taking the time to listen to me ramble today about 
my past life as a goo hoarder and what I'm trying to think about now with the things I own. I can kind of try and update as I go along and make the swaps as I finish products and find new ones that are more sustainable and less wasteful and better for you. There are so many other things that go along with buying all of the cosmetic, beauty, goo items that impact on a waste level, on a plastic level, on a chemical level, but for now, I think in the big picture, thinking about what you own is kind of a good place to start and something that everyone can do. So until next time, you know where to find me at Christina's underscore roses on Instagram and here at the Waste and Good Taste podcast. And I hope you have a wonderful week or weekend whenever you are listening to this and do something green today.